this fucking Google, Julie. I... Why wouldn't a search be included? <laughs> That's what makes us a great duo. Yes. One of us listens, one of us doesn't. Exactly. <laughs> Sometimes scary, but always fun. <laughs> yeah, you're never sure if you should take your hands off and put them up in the air or hang on tight. Uh, read my fucking headline, Bozo the Clown. I'm already a best-selling author. All right. Welcome back to the show. I'm Julie. Got Corey here with me. Uh, Defeat the Chaos is a show about the highs and lows of being an entrepreneur. Whether you're looking for direction on how to be a more successful entrepreneur, or if you're just looking for someone to share in the struggle, this is the show for you. Uh, today's show is going to be a little bit exciting, and let me tell you why. This is a newsflash for everyone. We had a last-minute change on the guests. So normally, Callie Keen would be with us today, but um, Callie, in the midst of chaos himself, is triple booked this morning. So... Five minutes ago, I was scrambling to find a guest and I found Jeff Forrester. He'll be back. He was just here a couple of weeks ago, if you remember, talking about uh, a race that he participated in. So he is has graciously offered to jump in and help us out. He's a coach, an author, a speaker, and a culture consultant. He also does some one-on-one -on -one and group coaching. He's the founder of Conquer It Consulting and let me tell you how grateful I am for Jeff this morning because my hands were shaking as I was trying to find somebody, anybody to jump on as a guest today. So thank God he's here. Um, he'll join us after the first break. And then in our third segment, we'll talk about, of course, gambling, current events. Corey might mansplain something to Julie. We never know, but let's let's go ahead and get started. Hey, Corey. Hey, what's happening? Mm, obviously a lot. Yes, lots are going on, and I, I appreciate that you uh, used the word coach like five times in that opening segment there because you and I both hate the title coach. We really do. Yes, I am not a huge fan of it. I recently did a – I actually uh, wrote a blog on that yeah, just yesterday on why I hate the title coach so much. So that's definitely a topic we can, we can cover this morning. Well, and I think it's um, – it's been uh, ever since we started SP, SP Pace and uh, just started doing this business that we're in. We've tried so hard to figure out what it is that we do, like what to call ourselves, because we hate the title coach. We hate being consultants um, or being called consultants, but that's what we do. And it, the reason why we hate those titles so much is because it doesn't take um, – it doesn't take anything for somebody to call themselves a coach or a consultant. And there's just so many people out there that have uh, just ruined it for, for those of us who are actually good at what we do. Yeah. The life coaches, the gurus, all, all of the above, the people who have a really great reputation based on nothing other than proximity. They've got somehow on social media, they've, garnered this, you know, notoriety as being a really great coach when the reality is they actually suck, um, but they've got a reputation, but that I've seen that happen across the board in, in, in many instances. And, um, I, you know what I listen, little bit of a divergent, but, um, I, I was re I was informed on Saturday <clears throat> that I officially have 
a, a hater, somebody that I thought was a friend, I found out, said that all of my knowledge comes from Google, that I just do quick Google searches to find information out to coach people on. Never, never mind that I've got, you know, 10 plus years of running multi-million dollar M&A transactions and have been a consultant for almost 20 years. Uh, I am apparently, I am a Google expert. Um, well, and I'm this came from somebody I would have never expected it to come from. I'm going to argue with you. I don't think you're a Google expert. I think you're a great coach, <laughs> but, uh, uh, just like in the, the, the intro there, um, yeah. Um, I don't think you're a Google expert. I think you're just a, a good coach. Um, but that's interesting. And I, um, I always appreciate uh, a hater, um, because uh, like for us, when we were, when, you know, first started doing this thing, the, um, getting like that first, like negative feedback, like means you're actually real. Like you're not just like a bunch of people blowing smoke up your ass. Like somebody's out to get you. And that, that kind of, I don't know, it's kind of nice. Right. Um, yeah, I remember how excited you got, um, uh, when the first, you know, less than five-star review came in for biz quick, you were, you were, uh, you were thrilled and I, I get it. I think it's important to have balance and not everybody is going to love what you do or what I do. And so it's, that's good and honest feedback. I don't, I don't think everything I do is a five-star review. Um, but I, I do find it really interesting that there is, I don't think that, I think far too many people are overly gracious in their, um, when they're doing reviews for, uh, like podcasts or books and things like that. Um, I see a different trend when I look at, you know, your restaurant, the reviews are, are definitely more balanced. You still have a very overall really good rating, but the reviews are there. Are people give actual feedback that's actionable and that's, that's important, but I, I don't, I don't, you know, back to the, I'm a Google expert. I think you would argue that nobody is worse at using Google than I am. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what I was talking about was, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, I wouldn't call you a Google expert, but let's dive into that more. What, uh, what, what did they, what did they actually say? Like, what did they, was their feedback or was that it? No, the feedback was that, um, I, the, the irony is I was trying not to answer a question. I was, I, it's for a client and, um, I was trying desperately not to answer the question because it is in an, a functional area of the business where legal is involved. Right. And where there, I'll just say it, it's in, it's in the HR area. And I, I didn't want to give an answer because I'm not an HR expert and I don't want to be an HR expert and I don't want this client to end up in a lawsuit. So I said, let me reach out and ask somebody who is an expert. And so I asked, look, I, I reached out, asked the question and, uh, it turns out that, um, the person I asked is already a consultant for this client in the HR space. I, I didn't know. Um, and anytime HR issues come up, I simply say when it's a, when it's a people issue, I say, you got to talk to 
X, right? And um, go talk to your HR person because I now know she has an HR person. So I won't even delve into the area, but trying to be helpful, I did and not realizing she already had somebody on her team that she was consulting for for that area. I reached out and asked the question. I just said at a very high level, here's the situation. Just, you know, kind of what are some options? And when this HR expert found out that I was working with the, with this client, um, she told the client that she didn't think she could work with her anymore because she was, had made a decision to go in a different direction. And she was like, Julie, Julie doesn't even, we don't talk about HR. And she's like, it must be really nice to be a Google expert like that, where you can just go to Google, find all your answers and then coach somebody. And, uh, and to further the irony of the conversation, it was like a two part conversation where the first part, there were some other things that were happening in that relationship. And I literally defended the person. I didn't, I, I just said, I think you've got to give this person some grace or it looks like they might be going through some things that doesn't sound normal. And then the second part of the conversation was this person shitting on me. And I thought, well, son of a bitch. Now I actually have to, I really have to take the high ground, but I was a little bit surprised because I thought this person was, I'm not a, not a friend, but definitely somebody that I would recommend to other people and not somebody who would, I don't know, just like say that. I don't, I, I, I feel like I personally have worked really, really hard to gain the knowledge that I have and the expertise. And, you know, I, I, there are probably very few people on the face of this earth who question themselves more than I do. So to have that come in my direction and basically being said that the only thing that I have going for me is that I'm resourceful and I know how to use Google was really, uh, a, it was a bit of a, uh, a, a, it, that made me step back a little bit. Well, my, uh, first of all, um, funny joke, um, you know, uh, spent some time kind of in it, um, but there's a joke that goes with uh, IT people is that I'm not really good at what I do. I'm just better at Googling than you. Um, but if your job, if you're so like, if, if what you do is so easy that you can just Google it, why can't this schmuck Google it and figure it out without having to pay you? <laughs> She's listen, this client is not a schmuck. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very good client. It's, it's her, it's her other consultant that is, um, uh, yeah, no, this client is never so it's not the client. It's the other. Okay. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not the client. It's, a, it's just a really interesting, you know, scenario that I didn't expect to find myself in, but I'm like, okay. Um, yeah. So anyway, I, but I think, you know, I agree that the, the term coach is, a disgusting and despicable one. And I, I frown upon it frequently. I'll be curious to hear, you know, when, after the break, when we bring Jeff on, when he's, um, what he has to say about it, because, you know, I know he is also, he is a coach and he's just started this new coaching business. So he's about a year and a half behind us, right. From, uh, starting his business. And so I'll be curious to, to kind of talk, hear what his thoughts are on that initial startup and the momentum and how he feels about the term coach. Yeah. And, and like, I've, I've got a, a certain level of, uh, 
distrust for coaches because you and I have hired a few and we've got burned a few times um, in our business. And like, I, I just remember, um, I don't know. I don't know if it was like talking about a coach or something, but basically I was like, what, why do we need this person? And um, you're like, you know what, if I can't explain it, then we probably don't need it. Um, but that one uh, coach, the guy, um, speaking of mansplaining, I thought was hilarious because you got super angry and rightfully show right, rightfully so um, over the fact that you and I had two different conversations with this guy when he was trying to um, get get uh, his consulting. Yeah, yeah, he was onboarding us. Yeah, and uh, he and I troubleshot a bunch of things and then apparently you just talked about feelings not that it was you he was just talking to you like how do you feel about this etc and then when we got together we're like wait a second what conversations you have well i was angry i was oh, really yeah. angry oh yeah because he y'all literally talked business strategy and I talked about, he asked me questions about how do you feel when this happens? And how do you think Corey feels when this happens? And I can remember, cause I went first, my call was first. And I yeah. said to him, have fun having this conversation with Corey. And uh, then when you and I chat, I'm like, hold the phone. Like I, I, we didn't talk one single thing strategy. And I was, that for me, that was it. I was, we could have fired him right then and there because I was done. I was completely done at that point. And I really fought hard to hire him, but that he, it was just an awful experience. And the other coach, listen, just here's a newsflash for everybody listening. When you hire a coach and that coach asks you to teach them how to be more accountable, fire that person immediately yeah that that conversation with the with the other coach was just scary yeah yeah absolutely so all right well let's uh let's move on to another topic okay cool we've got just a few minutes before we take a break um but uh let's get into how life is inconvenient how about that uh, well, I think life is, life should be inconvenient. Like I was, I, and not a, this is not an original thought. I've, you know, I was reading uh, this morning. Did you get this off of Google? No, I don't, I don't know how to use Google. <laughs> I, I was reading this morning and it talked about that you should look for, like, life should be inconvenient. You should look for the inconveniences. You should want friends who are willing to be like friendship should be inconvenient, right? Where it's, Hey, I am having a motherfucking crisis and somebody that is on your side is willing to be inconvenienced to clear their schedule, to make time for you rather than only having time for you when it is convenient. That is not that's not a friendship or a relationship that is worth 
maintaining if it's just we can only associate when it's convenient like work should not be convenient like it should be difficult and inconvenient because those are the things that make you stronger and make you better and as much as we kind of crave or, or our brain looks for convenience it's actually inconvenience that makes us better and makes life worth more more worth living sure and as soon as you get comfortable and what you're doing you should push to make it harder should always be improving and that's like one thing in business where like it, like if you start to coast you're gonna fail yeah yeah and we've had a lot you know listen you know cali having to can't late cancel inconvenient but you work around you're like okay let me let me see what what kind of relationships or network i have and who i can call upon and honestly, it took one single text. I just had to make sure Jeff was back in the country because he just took a really exciting trip, which I can't wait to hear about. Um, but uh, so not convenient, but not Callie's fault. He, I mean, well, kind of, yes, Callie's fault. He triple booked himself. He knows how to work a calendar, but I'm not mad at him. Busy recognizes busy. But, you know, you're, you have to, business is hard, right? Our, it's very difficult to be a small business owner, an entrepreneur. It's, it's not, that's not easy. And, you know, people kind of bitch out and, and, and get really like whiny and mopey when, when things get hard and it, you should expect, you should just expect that. Yes. Yes. Totally agree. All right. Um, well, we need to uh, wrap up this segment here and head into the commercial break. You got any uh, parting thoughts before we go? I do not, other than I am not a Google expert. <laughs> Noted. We have made that abundantly clear. All right, great. We are going to take a break then, and we will be back with Jeff to talk about coaching, consulting, etc. Hey, everybody, it's Corey and Julie from Defeat the Chaos. Our show on the Voice America Business Channel is for small business owners, entrepreneurs, and winners. If you're a loser, scram. Yeah, scram losers. Defeat the Chaos hits on the struggles of what it's like to be an entrepreneur. We celebrate the wins and we dissect the losses. And unlike most boring business shows, we aren't that. We like to have fun. We have informative guests on. We talk about current events that affect small businesses. And there's plenty of gambling talk because risk and owning a small business go hand in hand. Oh, and we record live so there's no editing or production if we screw up which we do. So join us every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel or catch the replays whenever you have time. Voice America Network proudly presents The Catherine Zox Show for women, men, children, and families. Catherine magically combines her compassion, experience, and talent to bring listeners a show that's upbeat, informative, and yes, a little sassy. Tune in every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern to The Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America channel. Today, expertise equals credibility. When you know what to do and how to do it, people follow because they acknowledge that you know more. However, stepping up in your career eventually pushes you out of your comfort zone of expertise. How you lead at those moments requires new skills. We're here to show you how to survive and thrive. Join me, Wanda Wallace, on Out of the Comfort Zone at Voice America Business Channel. You can find more information at leadershipforuminc.com. 
Say It Skillfully is my new radio show about being who you really are and saying what you think needs to be said. This is your host, Molly Chang. Call in and I'll help you find the right words to tackle any difficult conversation or ticklish situation you've been avoiding. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. Learn how to be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in life. Join me live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. It's time to take charge of your own career path. But how do you get started? First, tune in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. Each show will feature national business leaders, tips and insight from Marie and her guests, career management tools, and a weekly career smart tip. She'll help you move forward, earn that promotion, get hired into the career you want, and brand yourself. The Career Confidant is broadcast live every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Welcome back to Defeat the Chaos, everybody. We've got Jeff Forrester with us. He uh, was inconvenienced by us this morning and when we asked him to uh, join the show so quickly, but uh, he is here. Welcome to the show, Jeff. What's up? Not much. Uh, I think we're going to continue the conversation of uh, just inconveniencing things. Um, But first and foremost, you just got back into the country, right? I did. I did. We were gone. My wife and I were gone for 12 days. We went to um, Erbil, Kurdistan, and then also Cairo, Egypt. So it was somewhere I never thought I would end up, uh, but I was there and, or we were there. And it was uh, an incredible opportunity to see a contrast to what we would consider inconvenience here to the way of life over there. Um, Ooh, let's well, talk about that. Yeah. Well, first and foremost, I want to know about Egypt because I know it's not like for the past, I don't know, 20 years, it hasn't been a safe time to travel to Egypt, but I want to go check out the pyramids before somebody blows them up. Cause I'm pretty sure that's going to happen. Well, apparently Napoleon tried to, that's the rumor has it is the Sphinx is missing his nose or its nose because um, Napoleon, um, when he went through Egypt, wanted to destroy everything and shot it with a cannon locals tend to not completely buy into that but it makes for a great story um i would say egypt overall um anybody should go but you have to go with a complete open mind that it is absolutely nothing like what we've experienced here in the states um and it just comes to like just the way they drive holy smokes it is absolute chaos a nascar driver would struggle um, on the streets of cairo Um, there are no traffic lights and everybody loves their horn but what's amazing in comparison (coughs) to here is nobody gets mad at each other when they're driving they're cutting each other off they're you know i mean you're literally inches away from one another but they just keep focusing and do their own thing so it's it's incredible to observe that and see where it's at. What's what's interesting also is that again, I think a, a Westerner could go over there without any problem without a guide. We had a friend that was with us that helped us get around. Otherwise, we wouldn't have been able to see a lot of the things that we saw because we went on more of a locals 
kind of tour, so to speak. And um, we were there for for other reasons than vacationing. And it just so happened we got to combine sightseeing involved. But when you look at the city, I don't know where I was going with all that, but when you look at the city, a Western, like I was saying, you could go, they've got wonderful hotels. You could do a Nile River tour, which is incredible. All with safety in mind. I mean, there's, there's not, like I never felt unsafe. I might've been uneasy because of it was different than what I was used to and what we were used to. Um, and then you could get to the pyramids without any problem. I mean, there were tourists everywhere um, when you get to the, the pyramids. And then the way they've set everything up, they've set it up to where it's, it's safe for travelers because they know tourism is important. And so you can't just have a random local guide you. So all the locals, anybody that's going to guide you to, to the pyramids or anywhere around town have to be registered with the tourist police. And um, that's just to help keep, you know, anybody coming in safe and not get swindled by somebody who's, you know, not vetted out, quote unquote, by the um, the locals. So I, I recommend doing it. And we rode on a camel, which was crazy, because I don't know if you've ever heard a, what a camel sounds like, but it sounds like something straight out of Star Wars. <laughs> um, yeah, when I was in uh, Peru, um had a similar experience with the, the driving there, like uh, just hopping in taxis and, and uh, driving around like, and, and I think that it's a, a great um, lesson or, or analogy or something for, for us Westerners, because it was the same thing. It was just like complete and utter anarchy when it came to the, the road, like nobody, nobody drove in lanes. Everybody was on everybody's ass. And it, it, I was blown away. The, the fact that there were, absolutely zero like dents or bumps or anything in every car every car was pristine and and for like like my takeaway there and and you know kind of like just in general with social media or whatever it's like like you were saying is like focus on what you're doing don't bother don't like 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 you shouldn't care about what's going on around you you need to focus on what you're doing and and doing what you can you know like like what you can do the best and let everybody else just deal with their lives. But with social media, with all of that, like people, uh, they spend so much time just dwelling on what's going on in other people's lives that they don't really realize what they're doing or doing, you know, doing well or doing wrong. Yeah. When you were talking, I was sitting there thinking of a, a very, very popular phrase um, that we say here in the States, especially in business is stay in your lane, right? Yeah. That everybody's like, it's important to stay in your lane. They don't have lanes over there. <laughs> there's no, there's really, I mean, you could occasionally find painted lines on the road, but by no means did anybody follow those, but they all managed to get where they were going without just getting all, all like wrapped up and overly angry because somebody else was trying to cut in front of them. They just figured out a way to maneuver. And even though that person cut them off, you know, again, they, they maintain their composure and they didn't get angry because they know that they're all headed in a, in a, in the same direction. They might be going to different destinations, but you just figure out a way to get back around someone else because somebody else is going to be slower than you are that time. And they would just continue to maneuver. It was a dance down the road. And 
that to me is it speaks to what we need to to like visualize business is that we're all headed in one direction we're all headed to our own unique destination and don't get all butt hurt so to speak if if someone cuts you off just kind of shift and move maneuver have a couple of beeps to let them know that you're there <clears throat> and then get around them don't get so concerned like oh because again, we look at social media and we look at how different people react. I've done it many times is if somebody cuts you off, you spend the next 20 minutes worried about why that person cut you off and you're losing momentum and you could stop and shake your fist at, at a person, but that doesn't help you get to where you're trying to get to go where they don't, they don't get bothered by that when they're driving, they just move and continue on course. Jeff, have you ever found yourself in a situation where either you launch like a new service or you write this great post on social media and then very shortly after someone who's in your network basically steals it, right? They just sort of, you know, R&D it. They rip off and duplicate and they, they just alter it just enough that it's not identical to yours, but then they're basically selling or saying the same thing that you are. And you just, it, it throws you. It happens. It happens to me frequently. Uh, well, not frequently, but it happens to me enough where I notice it. And there are certain people who are repeat offenders. And I know there's not a lot of unique ideas out in the world, especially when it comes to like coaching services or the things that people talk about, but there are some people who are experts at like literally getting in your lane, taking your stuff and then like moving out and, and, and reposting and doing, doing something of taking it as their own. Yeah. I've, I've seen that a couple of times. I don't know if I pay, I mean, I pay attention to what other people put up, but maybe I'm not as focused, but there's been moments where I've read that and go, wait a minute, did I just think that? But I know I posted that not that long ago. And I guess I look at it as, is it inspired them to think enough of the post <laughs> to want to say something similar? I, and again, I try not to, I'm really trying hard to not take that to heart mm -hmm. and just realize that maybe they needed some inspiration. And it, it could be also that, my personality style is I want to see other people succeed. And if that helps them succeed, if something I said motivated them to make a post and that post helped somebody else, and maybe it helped them gain some followers or some business, then you know what? Cool. Now, again, that doesn't put food on my table, but it does, it does fill the void of, okay, I'm at least on the right path where I'm communicating something that moves someone enough to want to repeat that. Now, you and I probably, and Corey, we would have just reposted something and given that person that we got that from credit. Yeah. Because um, to me, that's the right thing to do. Um, but that's not always what people are going to do. And that's when you, in, in some instances, I feel bad because they know what they did. And their heart might've been in the right place, but the fact that they needed the validation, but they lack the creativity to come up with their own, you know, to me, that's, that shows issues with them, not with me. And that's where I think of, okay, well, 
how might I be able to help that person? How might I might be able to connect with that person and they need just a, 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 a DM, you know, slide up in their DMs and see if they you know, want to have a, a chat or a talk and, and see if there's something else that I can help with because there's clearly something that they're lacking that they need to, you know, to steal a post and post it as their own. Yeah. I guess that's just another, uh, inconvenience, right? Is that you work really, I'm sure you're in the same boat as me where you, you know, sit down and take a very thoughtful approach to the things that you are putting out into the world that sort of demonstrate what type of a coach and a consultant and a leader that you are. Right. And then when someone else has the, uh, I'll just use the word audacity that might be a little strong and aggressive, but they, you know, take that your content, claim it as their own and repost it. It is inconvenient because it, it, you know, it, it sort of, I I don't, I don't know if it, it dampens the impact of, of what, what we've written, but it feels, um, unfair, I guess. And maybe that's just a, a general statement on the way that society, and I don't expect life to be fair by any means, but maybe that's just a general statement on the direction that society is moving where people are always looking for the easy way out and don't have a lot of accountability. Well, and so like, I, I just wonder like at what point, like when you're doing like uh, measuring the, the, the time it would take to um, get credit for whatever was stolen, or is it just, you know, uh, fine. Somebody stole it. Imitation is the uh, most sincerest form of flattery. And I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing because whatever I'm doing is good enough that people want to steal it. Like, like at what point do you, uh, do you try and get credit for that? Or do you just brush it off? Oh, I just brush it off. I brush it off, but I note it. I know who does it, but I, I just brush it off. I'm, I mean, I, I have a very unique writing style, right? I, it's not, it's not a glamorous writing style. It certainly doesn't follow any rule books. I write almost exactly as I speak. So it's noticeable when someone else is taking it because there aren't a lot of people who write with the same style as me, but I, I, I just brush it off. Sorry, the dog was barking. Uh, <laughs> I'm with you, Julie, is I, I write how I speak. And so if anyone grabs anything and they don't alter it, then it sounds like me. And I think that if they have people that follow them closely, they'll recognize that, well, that doesn't sound like so-and-so. And there's social influencers that are millionaires now doing exactly that, where they'll take the idea and then they repurpose it, put some really good marketing because they're great marketers and then they all of a sudden write books and get on stages and have millions of followers stealing that. Comedians are notorious. I mean, there's tons of, you know, very famous beefs between comedians that steal other people's material. I mean, Vanilla Ice became famous <laughs> for doing yeah. that. Well, and, um, and it's tough sometimes because like you, you hear something years ago you you read something like like it, it's it's possible that you're ripping somebody off and you don't even know it um because it, it's just something that like got dropped into the back of your head and then 
you needed something at that point, whether it was an idea or a joke or, or whatever. And you say it and they're like, wait, that wasn't your original idea. It's like, well, but I, it kind of was, but it, you know, it definitely wasn't because there's, there's no new ideas like Julie said. Right. And when I was writing my book, my coach was telling me when you sit down, cause I was, I had a couple of sticking points and he talked about listening to music and he encouraged me. He's like, but don't listen to music with words. He's like, because those words will influence what you type. And so I never really thought about that that much. And so I would listen to, I found some study, quote unquote, study music off of Apple Music. And it was just instrumental music because I didn't want to, you know, I wanted my writings to be my writings and not even remotely influenced by someone else because I might have used words or crafted a sentence in a way that's not normally the way I would say it because I was impressed by how the the song was going. So it, it's all, it all plays a big part into what you feed in your mind is what's going to come out. So that's why I think, you know, people listening to shows like this, other positive podcasts, other things that will challenge them and create inconveniences in their life because it's taking them out of their comfort zone is healthy. And it's going to, again, the things that you guys say here, somebody may listen and take the idea because it moved them so much internally that they feel compelled to share that. <clears throat> now you hope that they would say, Hey, while I was listening to this unbelievable radio show, you know, these thoughts came to my mind, you know, that's the proper way to do it. And maybe that's what we're doing today is sharing something enough to where people realize the importance of noting where you got it from, because there aren't any original ideas. So why not give credit to someone who has helped, helped you along the way? I mean, it's happened in the corporate world so many times where you'll send a great you know, email or idea. And next thing you know, is somebody's standing up in front of the room because they were quicker on the draw and saying it was their whole idea. Again, it's like we go back to the the driving, are we going to allow it to ruin our day and shake our fist at that person and have road rage? Or do we just go, you know what? I get it. Now I know I've learned how they act. And so I'm going to redirect, you know, put on my blinker and change lanes and, and move on and try to get past them and keep them in my rear view mirror versus watching them and being so angry as they continue to drive down the road. Great. Great. Yeah, we have to take a break, though. Um, so, Jeff, can you just tell our listeners where to find you? Yeah, the best place is to find me is on Instagram. It's Jeff for Esther. And then from there, you can branch off and go to any of the other social pages that I have. Awesome. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks for being on the show. And we're going to take a quick break and be right back. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
Hey everybody, it's Corey and Julie from Defeat the Chaos. Our show on the Voice America Business Channel is for small business owners, entrepreneurs, and winners. If you're a loser, scram. Yeah, scram losers. Defeat the Chaos hits on the struggles of what it's like to be an entrepreneur. We celebrate the wins and we dissect the losses. And unlike most boring business shows, we aren't that. We like to have fun. We have informative guests on. We talk about current events that affect small businesses. And there's plenty of gambling talk because risk and owning a small business go hand in hand. Oh, and we record live, so there's no editing or production if we screw up, which we do. So join us every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel or catch the replays whenever you have time. Voice America Network proudly presents The Catherine Zox Show for women, men, children, and families. Catherine magically combines her compassion, experience, and talent to bring listeners a show that's upbeat, informative, and yes, a little sassy. Tune in every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern to The Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America channel. Today, expertise equals credibility. When you know what to do and how to do it, people follow because they acknowledge that you know more. However, stepping up in your career eventually pushes you out of your comfort zone of expertise. How you lead at those moments requires new skills. We're here to show you how to survive and thrive. Join me, Wanda Wallace, on Out of the Comfort Zone at Voice America Business Channel. You can find more information at leadershipforuminc.com. Say It Skillfully is my new radio show about being who you really are and saying what you think needs to be said. This is your host, Molly Chang. Call in and I'll help you find the right words to tackle any difficult conversation or ticklish situation you've been avoiding. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. Learn how to be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in life. Join me live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America is available on your Google connected device. Okay, Google, play Turning Hard Times into Good Times podcast on iHeartRadio. Try it today. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. It's time to take charge of your own career path. But how do you get started? First, tune in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. Each show will feature national business leaders, tips and insight from Marie and her guests, career management tools, and a weekly career smart tip. She'll help you move forward, earn that promotion, get hired into the career you want, and brand yourself. The Career Confidant is broadcast live every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. All right, welcome back to the show. That was a great, yes, I said great, great interview with Jeff Forrester. It was nice to have him back and so grateful that he was able to 
hop on last minute. Much appreciated. All right. We don't have the whistle today, but it's time for gambling. Yeah. I'm not very good at the uh, remembering to hit the buttons anyways. So nobody's missing out on anything. Um, what do you have today, Julie? Cause I know that last week uh, I'm making a comeback. I picked the pirates and they won. Um, and you lost on uh, the twins. I did. I lost on the twins. So I don't, I don't have the records in front of us, so I don't know where we're at, but I'm pretty sure I'm still crushing it. You are. I'm going with the WNBA today. Oh, look at that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am taking the Chicago, uh, by the way, the WNBA has the dumbest team names ever, but I'm going to take the Chicago sky. They are nine point favorites at the Indiana fever. And I, I guess if I lived in Indiana, I'd probably have a fever as well. All right. Um, I am going to uh, just let it ride with pirates. I'm going to take the pirates. uh, They're playing at the reds today. Minus one Oh eight. Thank you to our friends at action network for the lines. Um, Taking the pirates again on the money line. Excellent. All right. Well, I hope you lose. Thank you. I uh, let's let's move on to you mansplaining. This is also another last minute shift. I had a story about a comedian that I needed mansplained to me, but this just was brought to my attention, and I would like to have this explained to me why this is happening, or why it's appropriate, why it's allowed. Okay. And it is happening in the city of San Francisco. There are, there is a group of people. I don't know how large or small the group is that are putting flyers on people's cars. The group is known as the tire extinguishers with a website that is tire tire. I don't know. I can't even, I, I can't, I don't know what it is, but so forget. I just said that. Attention, your gas guzzler kills. We have deflated one or more of your tires. You'll be angry, but don't take it personally. It's not you, it's your car. It goes on to explain how SUVs are the second largest cause of global rise in carbon dioxide emissions. It's even like larger than the entire aviation industry and how that the world is facing the climate emergency. According to the UN, millions of people are already dying from climate change. So finishes by saying, even if you don't care about the impacts on people far away from you, there's also consequences for your neighbors. SUVs cause more air pollution than similar cars. SUVs are more likely to kill people than normal cars. Psychological studies show SUV drivers are more likely to take risks on the road. SUVs are unnecessary and pure vanity. So they have taken it into their own hands and they're now flattening the tires of people who have SUVs. Please explain to me how we landed in a society where this type of nonsense is even remotely fucking acceptable. Um, well, I'll go on the record uh, right now and say that SUVs by and large are pretty fucking unnecessary. Like, um, you know, uh, Becky who lives down the street with two children doesn't really need to drive a suburban everywhere. Um, But 
No. Like, I, I mean, like the, the quickest way, I mean, the, the reason why this exists in California and not like Georgia or Virginia is this is the quickest way to get yourself shot. Um, looks like you're trying to steal my catalytic converter or uh, something else, but you're deflating a tire. Um, I read a thing today about how binge watching Netflix for an hour, like is the equivalent of driving four miles in an SUV. Um, so everything that we do is just ruining the planet. And we are, uh, you know, th I don't, I don't think there's a, like a, a way back. Like it, it's, it's, we're on a collision course and you just have to brace for impact. So uh, deflating tires is only going to um, make that more, like like more violent of a collision like you're only going to piss people off and your goal is yeah i'm going to piss people off because i hope they change but no you're going to piss people off and they're going to vote the other direction and it's going to cause even more of a divide like like stop fucking like like it, it, it's like it it's violence you know like, like you're you're affecting my life i might be late for an interview i might be late for something because you deflated my tire Fuck I might off. need to get somebody to the emergency room. Exactly. Um, so yeah, th this is not the appropriate uh, solution for that problem. I don't know if I explained anything to you at all, but it's maddening. Well, I think what yeah. you said was don't have SUVs. You seem to be on that team, but not on the team of don't flatten tires. Well, yeah. I mean, like there, there is a need for SUVs. There's a need for trucks and like uh, there, there's a need for that, but we can be, we can all be a little more responsible when it comes to everything. Like, like I think that we can all agree that, you know, you don't need a, an 18 seat vehicle to drive regularly when you can, you know, like we can all get, I'm not arguing like one way or the other against that. It's just that, yeah, like deflating tires is not the correct way to fix that problem. Correct. Okay. What do you got for news stories? Um, well, we are uh, getting into the midterms and um, we're starting to look at uh, potential presidential uh, candidates in 2024. Um, and the scariest news article that i have seen so far is that gavin newsom is the front runner <laughs> for the democrats <laughs> in general there's no effing way that's true and if it is it is only because ron desantis has not stepped up and said he's gonna run yet. oh no they're comparing him against trump which that that guy is like a hundred and shouldn't run and desantis is uh, I, I mean, a possible uh, contender, but Gavin Newsom is the front runner. There's no way that's true. No way. I do not believe that for a second. And I don't know why. I mean, that that man is as fast as Biden is destroying America. Like he's him and Gavin Newsom are in a race to see who can like take down their their um, responsibility first because Newsom is just obliterating California. Yeah. And those idiots are going to probably vote him into being president. Yeah, I don't know how he didn't lose on the recall. I don't even trust that, though. I believe he probably did lose. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. All right, what do you got? Uh, Metallica Baby. 
Woman gives birth at Brazil Stadium show as band plays Enter Sandman. That is amazing. She was 39 weeks pregnant and she was sitting in a special area at the Metallica show in Brazil when her contractions began. She, uh, she posted details of the of her son's unusual birthplace on Instagram with the band then sharing the news. She literally, they were three songs in. She had bought the tickets three years ago and when uh they she wanted to go to the ambulance there was just go by go to the hospital by ambulance but there was just no time so the baby was born to enter sandman um as a virginia tech hokey uh that story is amazing there's no better way to come into this world or enter a stadium than to enter sandman yes yes, yes. all right um i'm going to wrap this up because we're running out of time here um that uh i'm just going to go on record and say that i hate the movie avatar um and the fact that we're talking about it just gives it even more credibility but it is a terrible movie um i liked it first as pocahontas when disney did that back in like 1992 uh, but there are a ton of people out there angry at James Cameron and James Cameron's like, you know, he's just laughing at the bank right now, which is fine. I appreciate that. But um, it is overtaken uh, Endgame. It did a 2021 re release in China, um, $2.84 billion. And all it did was rip off a story uh, that was actually from like a history book. So <laughs> speaking of, you know, just uh, taking credit, like we were talking about with uh, Jeff. James Cameron eh, made billions of dollars off of uh, a story that just happened in history. Very well done, James Cameron. Very well done. It's like he didn't have enough money off of Titanic. Yes, or Jaws. I don't know what else he did. Um, anyway, uh, that's it for today's show. Uh, you got any parting remarks there, Julie? Mm -mm, just another shout out to Jeff for the last minute save of joining us. Greatly, greatly appreciated a fun conversation. And it's just a really good um, reflection of how chaos happens and you got to find a way to control it. And life is inconvenient. It is. So check us out. You can find out everything you need to know on sbpace.com. And this was Defeat the Chaos on the Voice America Business Network. Mm -hmm.